Welcome to the Business of Design podcast. I'm Cheryl Horn, Director of All Things Business of Design. I'm going to go ahead and give myself a title change right there. On this week's episode, we are going to take an inside look at our monthly BOD Live member meetings. When I have calls with you know, potential members or even brand new members, I get asked a lot about what's included with membership outside of our core content. You know, we talk a lot about um, our programming, the BOD 15, all of that. But also within membership, one of the things that I think our members get most excited about is access to the business of design community. And you gain access to that community in two ways. The first is our members only Facebook group. And I know a lot of members say, well, I don't use Facebook, but uh, if you have an account, it's definitely a group that's worth being part of. You get direct access, regardless of your location, to other design professionals, uh, learning, using, implementing um, the same business strategies, systems, and procedures that you're using to run your business. You can ask a question about step five, step six, step nine, step two, without actually having to specify what that step is. You're all doing it the same way. So it's a great resource if you're looking for either a location-specific question that maybe uh, Team BOD can't answer directly for you, or a project-specific question that you just sort of need an immediate response to. The number of answers that I see going on in there for every single post that goes that gets posted is really great. The answers are so helpful and they're on, you know, they're on track with everything we teach at Business of Design, which is which is really great. Um, and so often, actually, that's how we end up with a lot of our podcast topics. We see conversations going on in there and I'll reach out to a member saying, you know, this is a conversation that the whole design industry needs to hear. So how about you, you know, jump on a call with Kimberly and let's have that conversation and, you know, make it available to everyone. So uh, that's one way. And that's great for like spot coaching. You can get immediate responses, especially if you, you know, just had a job site issue that came up and you just want immediate feedback. If you just need to vent, if you need to share a success, that's actually one of the great things I love seeing on going on in there when somebody just like, I just, you know, charged for my first consultation. I just got a huge reta- retainer check, things like that. It's, it's great to see that going on in there. But the second way that you gain access to our community is that we do a monthly meeting. So we used to do uh, webinars where it was more seminar based. Um, and now we open it up. It's a Zoom meeting. You see everyone face to face. Everyone unmutes and has the conversation you know, live once a month. Sometimes we have dedicated topics. Other months we just, uh, you know, have open conversation. Anything you want to talk about, uh, project issues, client issues, um, how you do something, get clarif- you know, clarification on any of the BOD systems. But we just, we sort of wanted to share a little snippet of what we talk about in these conversations. So this meeting that just happened, this was actually, you know, about an hour and 15 minutes. This is going to be about 20 minutes out of that. So you can see how the conversation uh, grows from here. So if you want to get in on these conversations, meet other design professionals, you know, using the business of design systems, uh, it's a great reason to become a member of business of design. And if you're already a member, please uh, join the Facebook group, join us for these live meetings. Uh, it's absolutely worthwhile to hang out with the business of design community. 
Welcome to the Business of Design podcast with Kimberly Selvin. Business of Design is the world's best business training for interior design professionals like you. We have the systems, strategies, and protocols you need to consistently satisfy clients, increase profitability, and run your projects like a boss. Unlike traditional coaching, BOD is a fast track to immediate results. Don't try to do this alone. Join today and you'll have access to hundreds of targeted training modules, plus member perks like BOD Live events, member-only podcasts, preferred pricing, and the support of an engaged community of peers. We all know design matters. At Business of Design, we think designers matter too. Okay, so should we kick things off today? We're going to talk about um, your A-team and your trades people. Who has like a question, a thought, an, an example of something that's going on with trades people right now? Just open your mic up and talk. Hi, I have a question. Cool. Okay. Um, hi. So I just moved from LA to Nashville and I'm kind of relaunching my business here. And I found that like the workmanship in Nashville is much, um, it's at a different level than what I'm used to in LA. Like people don't show up when they say they're supposed to, I'm trying to build kind of from the ground up an A team, um, here. And I was just wondering, like, advice on how to find that when I'm kind of starting over and like if I want to do a trade day I'm bringing people in that I don't know and I don't trust yet or I don't have a relationship with um and I'm trying to figure out kind of how to navigate that okay this is a really good place to start it's a great question Kylie um Lauren uh was nodding her head vigorously I'm just wondering if you want to add to it Lauren I just resonate so hard with what you're saying, Kylie, because I'm kind of in the same boat as far as craftsmanship goes and finding reliable people, which I know like right now in craziness, like I'm sure everybody's experiencing the not showing up part, but the people that do show up, like the craftsmanship is not there. So it's a big letdown. So I feel you on that. (laughs) So this is a question also for anybody who's just in general new to business, like how the heck do you find that first eight team person? And I can tell you, like, it's very scary because every single time you introduce a team member into your client's home, they can either polish your halo or tarnish it. They can destroy it. In fact, So it's a nerve wracking experience to get those trades that you don't know well into the client's home. And we'll address the the punctuality stuff as well. Um, So the first thing that I've learned is I'm honest with clients. Um, If I have a tradesperson I don't know, I would let the clients know, listen, my painter, I've had the same painter since 1991. I could let him in your house for a month. He would finish the job. I would never have to check on him even once it would be perfect. But I don't know this Tyler, he's new to me. So I got three recommendations from other local designers who say he's a great guy. I am gonna be watching him very closely. And if you see anything that makes you uncomfortable or anything that causes concern for you, please let me know right away. And of course that's easy to do when you have 10 great tradespeople you know, and only the Tyler's the wild card. It becomes much more difficult when you have to give that speech about Mm. every single person on the site. So I wouldn't do that. Um, However, you know, you could be honest with your clients, Kylie, about the fact that you moved from LA to Nashville. And so you had this great A team in LA who could completely satisfy your clients and be on time and on budget. 
this new team, you're just growing them. And so you're going to be hands-on with them to make sure that they're doing a great job. There's just kind of no way around it. And then yeah. the experience also was once I got one A team member and I got lucky, I got my painter and I got a drapery maker early in the nineties. Anyway, once I got those two people, I was able to lean on them to get other references of other quality tradespeople. So on a new job, let's say Kylie, you're going to have six, seven different trades. If you even get just one, you're really in a good place. The second thing I would say is if I moved to a new city right now and I had to start over, I would not be adverse to throwing money at the problem. I would be willing to pay the tradespeople to show up for trades day. You know, I might say, listen, it's just a, um, it's a gesture of good faith, but we'll give you a hundred dollars for you to come out and do the quote because we know you don't know us. Um, So you risk losing that hundred dollars for sure. Or you risk gaining someone who's like, oh, wow, she means she means business and she's going to protect us. So any other thoughts, guys, on on that on that situation? I do have a quick question, if you don't mind. I'm just wondering, you know, if if you are starting out with all these new people and you have to watch them like a hawk. um, So that ups your hours uh, on the job site because you're checking in on them more often. How do you kind of pass that on to your client without making them feel ripped off kind of like oh man you should I should have picked someone who had all of this in the bag because this is costing me extra like it's a really good question Jackie because again if you go back to the example where you have six or seven trades that you know and trust there's a certain level of project management that has to happen because you're the project manager right like even if the trades think they're the project managers they're not the project manager you you and I both know it's not going to get done the way you want it to So, and then if you're checking on that one person, that amount of effort and therefore fee to the client is pretty reasonable about what happens in Jackie's scenario when you've got all new trades. In fact, um, how would I handle that? You never want to give the impression you're going to do all of that for free, but maybe I would kind of mitigate those extra checks a little bit as I'm billing the client for additional hours. One of the things that might be helpful though, is to say like every single Tuesday, we do project site checks and that those are the days that you bill. And then if you have to check on the the new trade on Wednesday and Friday as well, maybe you don't bill for that. And you just let the client know, like, this is me just being extra cautious that this person is on track. Good ideas. Thank you. Good questions, guys. Well, welcome to Tennessee. I was going to say that is, um, for you, Kylie, that's, uh, we have that problem. I'm down the road in Knoxville. One of the ways I think it is, yeah, it's, I'm sorry. Sorry. It's that way. It just is. Um, we have a ton of those groups on Facebook, like next door, the next door group might be in your neighborhood. I peruse that occasionally when I'm looking for someone new, because believe me, the public is quite vocal, um, about who did a great job. And if you just kind of search in the search engine for electrician, you know, because somebody will ask on there, who has a good electrician? Now, I never comment on them, but I, I creep on all the people. And I, if someone says that they have an amazing electrician, I'll kind of make a note of that. I just keep a list um, of all the electricians, all the carpenters, or especially I keep a big no, no, no list. And, you know, you take it with a grain of salt, but of people who we obviously don't want to get jump in bed with. Um, and you'll, you'll read a lot on those. And the mom Facebook groups, too, if they're you know, the mom groups or the neighborhood groups, just Facebook 
they're always asking those questions and I've found that to be a wealth of information when I'm when I'm looking but go with the, go with the extensive one hopefully and cross your fingers that they're you know besides just going to trade showrooms and asking them who who do I need who do I need to know yeah. who do I need to know in town and hopefully you'll run across somebody really nice in a trade show like your tile place or because I'm sure you're going to be investigating all those sources now yeah, um, and your work, you know, even just the fabric store, you can ask about seamstresses and stuff like that. So I think that is one great thing about the South. People are willing to share. So thank you. I appreciate that. That's very no helpful. Problem. Those were that was those were great ideas. Those are great ideas. Lauren, you had your hand up next. Yeah, I just thought of something after um, Kylie's question, but um, I'm in actually in a similar situation where um, I'm wrapping up my first full service project. Thank God. Um, but I will say I had about six to seven trades and six of them went south on the project. So, um, definitely interested as far as like how you handle making things right when a trade messes up. The conversation that happened following that question, we do need to keep private for Business of Design members. So if you're a member of Business of Design, you do have access to the full recording within your member dashboard. So be sure to check that out. So you've just got to keep, you know, hammering away until you get to those people who are really good at the thing. And then when the client asks me if, if we do uh, draperies, for example, absolutely. You know, is your drapery guy affordable? No, super <laughs> expensive, but he's the only one I work with. If you want to find a different drapery person, I I'll buy you the fabric and you figure it out. Right. But eventually you just, you get to the point where, in fact, we were talking about for the retreat. Uh, one of the topics we're going to talk about is standards. What are my standards for projects? My, you know, one standard is I only use this particular tradesperson for this task. I only use top of the line Benjamin Moore paint or, you know, things like that. Um, so like on trade day, would you suggest bringing multiple trades in? Obviously I can like, you know, section them out and schedule them at different times. But if I don't know any, well, I have a painter actually, but if I don't know a towel guy or a cabinet person. You can be very busy at trade day. Right. So one electrician comes in the morning and one comes in the mid afternoon and hopefully they don't cross over. Yeah, but of course. Trade days, I feel like I have, I have to wear runners and I'm like running from room to room, upstairs, downstairs. Wait a minute, don't have a conversation without me. I'm coming, give me five. <laughs> you know, it's insane. Okay. Thank you. Yeah. I actually, I'm just now implementing the 15 step process. So I haven't done a trade day yet. That's why I'm trying to figure it out. Um, I'm excited to try this out. So fun. I love trade day. Um, yes. Hi. Hi, Kimberly. Um, I'm good. How are you? This is so weird. Why don't you know everything? You work for us. Well, I, I don't know everything, which is why I'm here, but, but I do have bits that I feel are worth sharing. Um, I left Toronto, so I'm in Canada and I left Toronto, um, four and a half years ago. And I had a really busy interior design practice there. And I moved to Alora, which is a beautiful, uh, picturesque little village, about two hours away. So moved here. And then I started having people reach out to me, um, about working for them. And I was in the same boat. I didn't know who are the good guys, who do I reach out to? And I started by visiting showrooms, like what a couple, someone else commented on is so heading to the best cabinetry showrooms in town, heading to the best tile places, the best plumbing stores, talking to the other designers in town. Like you just, I found for me putting myself out there 
and just introducing myself and being like, Hey, this is me. This is, this is what I do. Um, you know, who's, who's got a good name in town. And then once you get some names, I actually met with most of them for coffee before inviting them to trade day. Like it's half an hour of your time. It gets you out of the house, which for me with three kids was a welcome change. And, um, you know, and you, you have conversations with these people and you let them know, like, this is what I'm doing. This is what I'm going to offer you. I have big projects. I'm going to have great clients. Are you interested in working with me? Tell me more about what you do. And you can pretty quickly through those conversations, vet out who's just telling you what you want to hear versus who has experience, who's been doing this for a while, who's made a good name for themselves. So I found actually having conversations with them on a face-to-face level before inviting them to trade day was helpful to vet out the ones that I just knew weren't gonna, weren't gonna cut it. If I wanna forge a relationship with a tradesperson and I want them to see who I am and what I have to offer, then they feel comfortable and they don't no show on me. Like I've heard of that happening. Luckily I haven't had it happen to me, but yeah, I don't know. I just think there's a piece about the human connection too. Like, I mean, I'm a, maybe I'm a bit wavy gravy, but, um, and I'm sorry to hear these people are just not showing up because that would be very frustrating. But I think if you sort of create a relationship in advance, I feel like that helps you head into your trade day. At least, you know, who they are, you know, what they like in their coffee and, (laughs) You know, when you move it's such a good point. There. You don't want to be opening the door on trade do- day and saying, and you are who? Yeah. <laughs> who are you? Yeah. You want to be able to like, Joe, nice to see you again. Right. Well, and that's great, especially for those um, clients who want to be on site with you for trade day. You can make that introduction and have a face to put with the, with the name. You're not meeting them at the same time your client is for the first time. Yeah. yeah which paints a different picture for the client as well. Yeah, absolutely. They don't need to know that you're brand new because you already know these people. And so you come into it with, I don't know, just a little something to help you hold your head up a bit higher and be like, this is Joe. He does this. You know, he's new to me, but he's well-respected in the neighborhood. I want him to bid on your job. Yeah. Yeah. That's a great idea. Thank you. Thanks, Francis. Um, Laura, you've got your hand up next. Hi, thanks. Kylie, I've been in your position and am again. I've moved every couple of years since high school, I think. Um, And for some stupid reason, decided to try to have my own design business while doing that. Um, So it's been incredibly challenging. And the only thing that I would add, I've had some luck finding trades through Instagram. Um, You can find other big designers in your area. And usually people will credit and tag everybody who was involved in the project. Um, And even if they don't become your trade, it kind of can take you down this like rabbit hole of finding other trades that way. Um, And, you know, it's great too, because most people put a lot of their work on Instagram, you get a sense for it. So I found that to be helpful. And some I've reached out to will refer me to other people. Again, like I don't have this figured out at all, but that's just one little tip that's worked pretty well for me. Great suggestion. Hey, um, uh, I'm here with with Carrie, my business partner. I think she's Hello. Um, Hi, Carrie. So, Carrie and I, we follow the 15 steps. I think we we do a really great job at it, um, except for trade day. Trade day has been like, we just can't, we can't figure it out. Um, we have, we, we have a really great um, list of trades that we work with and, um, and they're all amazing, but they don't want to do anything unless there's drawings. So we find that trade day 
If we do it, it gets pushed until after step five. Um, and we just, we have a hard time getting anyone in the door to commit to pricing until they have a, a, like a, a well thought out executed set of plans for yeah. what they're going to be doing. So Veronica's in Toronto as well. So I, I promise you there's a way to do trade day in Toronto because they do them all the time. And I, and I also promise you that if they're not used to it, of course they're pushing back, but you want to avoid being in a situation where the plumber is telling you how to run your design business. So the one of the most important things about trade day is we're going to skip ahead in the meeting one more time as we did a pretty deep dive into the specifics of step three trade day as well as the trade partner agreement. Again, Business of Design members do have access to the full recording and it's available within your member dashboard. So I just can't imagine not doing it. So I would say, Veronica, whatever it's going to take to, to get your guys to try it just once. $50 Starbucks or everybody's going to get a bottle of Patron. I, whatever it takes, I just want you to do this one time for me and let them see how much more clear and concise your drawings are and your quote requests will be so much more accurate. And then pricing is easy because it we've already, we know. Okay, we're going to do it. Carrie, we're going to okay. do it. I'm so excited. I, I wish <laughs> I could follow you around with a camera like a reality show. Andrea, you've got your hand up next. I am a new business owner as of about two to three weeks. So I'm really excited to be here. <laughs> imagine like, can you imagine like being brand new to business and be already having process and system top of mind? Like, wow, that's amazing. I'm very excited. And I have to say that I've been working for many years for a firm that had no system. So the fact that I found you, it was like someone finally saw me for the first time. So I'm, yeah, I'm psyched. So I, I have a couple questions because my background is primarily large new builds. One question is, what if um, I, as the designer, am part of a contractor or architect or engineer's A-team? So oftentimes I, I will get a call from them. I'm part of their A-team and they want me to come somewhere and talk to their client first. As long as they're paying you for that, does it feel good? I mean, you're not going to go do that. You can't go do that for free. Well, one, right. But I, what I, but then we're also asking our trades to come to our trade date for free. Are we not? It's different. If you're bringing them the job. Yeah. Okay. I see what you're saying. They want to use you as trade day. Well, okay. Here's the, here's the, 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 Here's the line in the sand for me, 100% of my trades get the job following trade day because I've already got the job. By the time I get to my trade day, I'm hired. I've been hired to do the project. So they're going to get the job. Right. Is that the case here? Is yes. Guaranteed yes. that you're going to get the job being paid for the, your hours? I don't know how that works because. I've, yeah. So far, like currently I have this one contact, like just in the past two weeks, three jobs, like I have them all. Okay. Um, so so you'll, just, you'll just manage and see that, you know, and if that's the case, if you're getting 100% of the jobs, then I guess it makes sense as long as they're meeting your requirements for fees and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. Okay. Cool. Yeah. Well, thanks everyone. Thanks for sticking around. I know we've oh, gone over time quite a bit. I mean, it's just crazy. I feel like I know so many of you. It's so awesome. Thank you, everybody. That was, it was a good conversation. Be well, Cheryl. Is there a, is there a BOD live in December? 
wait, it's no, uh, November would be the next uh, next month. Uh, November 24th, I just posted that to the website. And because it's at the end of the month, I'm not sure where we'll fit in one for December because I know so many people take off, you know, a few weeks over the holidays. So maybe it'll just be a quick touch point sort of mid-December sort of sharing goals um, for the like new year. year. Last year that November last 24th will be the next one. Okay, good. Everybody be well. Thank you. Take care. Bye, everyone. Carol, thanks, Janine. Thanks. Bye, guys. Thank you for being part of the Business of Design community and supporting BOD's mission to improve the industry one design business at a time. It's time for you to take the next step and join Business of Design. Like thousands of design professionals in 50 countries around the world, you'll find the systems, strategies, and protocols you need to dramatically improve your business and transform your life. What are you waiting for? Start today.